0: we set eyes on her. My Mary loved Esther next to me, and young Mary. Come, let's go back to him. Your old woman may have done her good. As they walked homewards, Wilson expressed a wish that they still were the near neighbours they once had been. Still our Alice lives in the cellar under number 14 in Barber Street, and if you'd only speak the word, she'd be with you in five minutes to keep your wife company. Thank you kindly for your offer was Barton's reply. In the middle of that night, a neighbour of the Bartons was roused from her sound sleep by a knocking. She opened the window and asked who was there. "'Me, John Barton,' answered he. "'My missus is in labour. Step in while I run for doctor, for she's fearful bad.' In less than five minutes, the woman was standing by Mrs Barton's bedside, relieving the terrified Mary. The doctor was very long in hearing the repeated rings at his night bell, and then he begged Barton just to wait while he dressed himself. ''Is she so very bad?'' asked he. ''Worse. Much worse than ever I saw her before,'' replied John. No. She was not. She was at peace. The cries were still forever. John opened the latch door, and in two minutes was in the room where lay the dead wife, whom he had loved with all the power of his strong heart. He stood like one stupefied. The doctor questioned the neighbour in whispers, and then approaching Barton said, You must go downstairs. This is a great shock, but bear it like a man. He went mechanically and sat down on the first chair. He had no hope. Mary heard the sobs of her father's grief. "'and stealing down the steps, she knelt by him and kissed his hand. "'Child, we must be all to one another now she is gone,' whispered he. "'Leave me, and go to bed now.' "'Leave you, father?' "'Aye, but thou must.' "'Mary got up, kissed her father, "'and sadly went upstairs to the little closet where she slept. "'Barton had been roused by his daughter's entrance.' both from his stupor and from his uncontrollable sorrow. Bitterly, he thought of the shock his poor wife had so recently had. He hardened his heart against Esther forever. One of the good influences over John Barton's life had departed that night. His gloom and his sternness now became habitual instead of occasional. Between the father and the daughter, though, there existed in full force that mysterious bond which unites those who have been loved by one who is now dead and gone. Yet with all this, Mary had not her father's confidence in the matters which now began to occupy him. She was aware that he had joined clubs and become an active member of a trades union, but it was hardly likely that a girl of Mary's age should care much for the differences between the employers and the employed. At all times it is a bewildering thing to the poor weaver to see his employer removing from house to house, each one grander than the last, till he ends in building one more magnificent than all, or sells his mill to buy an estate in the country, while all the time the weaver, who thinks he and his fellows are the real makers of this wealth, is struggling on for bread for their children. And when he knows trade is bad, when he would bear and endure much without complaining... He is bewildered to see that all goes on just as usual with the mill owners. John Barton was a good, steady workman, but he spent all he got with the confidence of one who was willing, and believed himself able, to supply all his wants by his own exertions. So when his master suddenly failed, and all hands in that mill were turned back one Tuesday morning, with the news that Mr Hunter had stopped, Barton had only a few shillings to rely on but he had good heart of being employed at some other mill. And accordingly, before returning home, he spent some hours in going from factory to factory asking for work. But at every mill was some sign of depression of trade. Barton was out of work, living on credit. It was during this time his little son, the apple of his eye, fell ill of the scarlet fever. Everything, the doctor said, depended on good nourishment mocking words. Barton tried credit, but it was worn out. He thought it would be no sin to steal, but he could not get the opportunity in the few days the child lingered. Hungry himself, he stood at one of the shop windows.